You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heart and Soul. Um, Today, I'm joined by a local doctor and physical therapist, Dr. Colleen Rollo. Um, Like I said, she is a physical therapist as well as an entrepreneur. Her and her husband own a business here in Wilmington um, called Paradigm Performance, where they help athletes or just people in general um, heal their bodies and make active make activity a priority in a safe way. Um, so I'm really excited to have her on the podcast because um, I love fitness. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. So why don't you tell your listener or tell our listeners, your list, your listeners now, tell the listeners about um, like who you are and what you do. So as you mentioned, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I graduated from PT school in 2012. I went on to earn a board certification in geriatrics in 2019. My career path has been a little erratic, if you will. I have had the pleasure of working in all the settings except for pediatrics. So uh, immediately after grad school, I accepted a job at a skilled nursing facility. And then at that point, two years in, we moved down to North Carolina. Uh, We actually lived in Jacksonville when we first moved here. And then I have found a job at inpatient rehab, acute care, home health, and just outpatient. So just where my life has taken me really has allowed me the opportunity to kind of try out everything, the good and the bad of every location. So it's been super fun. So of those, which one were you most, like which area were you most passionate about and which one were you like, I never want to do this again. (laughs) Uh, Home health was absolutely bottom barrel. If that was the last job, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pass on that. (laughs) It takes a special person to do that kind of job. And I give so much credit to people that do that full time. I just think my particular situation and circumstance was much, uh, less than a good scenario. So I feel like I can't really speak to a good situation for me personally, but definitely not home health. Uh, I feel like I have really done, um, seen a passion in outpatient, uh, but also I really enjoyed my time in inpatient rehab as well. People that just sustained a neurovascular accident or neuromuscular disorder of some kind, you know, multi-traumas, a huge variety of complexities. That's really where I fell in love with that. Awesome. So like if you, um, like what kind of client is your ideal client at paradigm? Like what do you, what does y'all's day to day look like there? So I enjoy and really love working with an athlete. And I feel like people are so quick to brush off that term. They think of the high school jock or the, you know, captain of the cheerleader where people are just so turned off by that name. However, I feel like in our community in general, you know, if you are someone that takes care of yourself, you are an athlete in our eyes. So that could be a young professional, right? Like us, it could be a busy grandparent, a parent, or, you know, the weekend warrior, we're kind of all over the place. That's my specific niche 
uh, more trying to capitalize on the female athlete as well, because I feel like we are underserved and supported. So I'm really trying to make a difference in supporting other local females in the area to help keep them as pain-free as possible, really. Yeah. Uh, So what's your history then with, I agree with the athlete thing. I think that, um, I remember I joined a gym here. Uh, this was like right when I moved here or like a few years after I moved here. And I remember the coach would always call us athletes and I would be like, I'm not an athlete, but I remember thinking like that feels empowering, but I, it kind of like encouraged me to start calling myself an athlete because I, I enjoy physical activity and I enjoy doing that. And I don't have to be on a team or be competing professionally or be in a collegiate sport in order to call myself an athlete. So I really like that you define that as well. What is your, I guess, what's your past and your history with athletics? Um, like what, what are your passions for movement? So I grew up playing soccer, uh, swimming, and I did track. My initial passions were soccer and swimming. And then I kind of just fell into track, pun intended. I did a high <laughs> jump. Uh, but (laughs) I really did not enjoy track. I just did it to stay in shape for soccer. So I have two sisters and all three of us played soccer. So at one point in time, I was either on either one of their teams. So that was kind of a family passion and our dad was our coach. So that really goes all the way down to my childhood. So soccer was my passion. And then I really fell into swimming and I absolutely loved that. So I am six feet tall. And so it, everyone always said, oh, you should play basketball. You should play basketball. And I was really not interested in that. So swimming was definitely my jam. So I ended up becoming tri-captain of all three sports, which I am very proud of because I feel like that's something really hard to accomplish, let alone be a captain of one. So to be all three was a really huge accomplishment for me. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that's amazing. And swimming is one of those sports too, that is so much safer on your body and you can do like forever. You can always swim. (laughs) So growing up my soccer background, our team was extremely competitive, uh, growing all the way up through high school. So my team, uh, when I was 12, we won the Massachusetts state title in 2000. So that's aging me a little bit. But that was also super, you know, exciting, like what an accomplishment to have made. And then at that point, I uh, hurt my hip when I was in, I think, in a sophomore in high school. And so that's what really exposed me to PT. I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field, but anyone that knows me at the glance of a needle trying to get my blood, I'm on the floor, passed out. So that kind of wrote off a lot of other choices for me that I was thinking about. But then I had to shadow to, you know, just try to see if this is something that I wanted to get into. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a perfect mix of medical, but athleticism. So I really was not a great patient because I was young and resilient and didn't think, oh, I don't really need to do that. So now I am very frustrated with my younger self thinking like, if only you knew you set yourself up for better success as your body's aging, you would be doing a little bit better. Um, but anyway, that's where I really started getting into physical therapy was when I hurt myself and I was not really able to compete for a short amount of time because of my injury. Uh, but I'm very competitive. 
So I was a late starter in swimming. Uh, so I think I started in fourth grade, third or fourth grade. And so all the other kids that I was swimming with were so much better than me. And that really lit a fire in my passion to be better. But I also was not a year round swimmer. I was doing different sports, which was good and healthy for me, but I was so competitive. And when you're on a team, you know, on a soccer team, it's a collaborative approach versus swimming is still a collective team approach, but it's you versus you during your event. And so it, nothing frustrated me more than losing, even though I wasn't really losing per se, but you know, it definitely got me motivated to work hard, try to stay in shape and just being able to, you know, compete at my highest level. Okay. I have two follow-up questions to that. One is, um, like one of my biggest fears and I'm like genuinely going to knock on wood (laughs) is getting injured. (laughs) Um, just because of how important physical activity and exercise is for like my mental health. Like I fear, like, what if I do something to my knee or to my ankle or to any, my back or anything, and I have to take a break. Um, because what's that going to do to my mental health? So I asked that because you said you're a competitive person and obviously you like to move and you're athletic when you were injured, did that affect you mentally? And like, if so, like, what are some tips that are some ways that you got through that? So going back when I have now since sustained a few other different injuries out of just, you know, trying to be aggressive when I really necessarily shouldn't be, I'm not my competing ages necessarily. Uh, but I definitely say over my experience with professional and personal experience, I feel like you have to have a collaborative approach because you can't just focus on your physical because then you're missing key components. So this is something that we really hone in on in our business for Paradigm. We want to address all of these factors because something may come up and we need to learn how to handle it without it letting us fall off the wagon, if you will. And so that's kind of our a little bit of our mission too. We want people to be able to compete at their highest level, whatever that looks like, do our 5k race or whatever their, you know, form of movement is, but also identifying how we cope with it if we're not able to. So to go back to your question, how did I cope with that when I was in high school, when I first hurt myself, you know, I think I was so busy that I really didn't give myself time to have to struggle mentally, I suppose. Uh, where now, like I have sustained two injuries this year, I think as a result of getting COVID last year, and then just trying to go full throttle myself. So I'm learning to have grace with myself too, which is just as much as I promote with my patients and clients. So just finding a way to have safe movement, I think if you're injured, I think it's important having a plan, you know, knowing what you're able to do. And then having a community of people that you can rely on to help with your mental health aspect of your injury. I think that with, um, sorry, I didn't know if it froze or if if it popped. (laughs) It's so hard on Zoom. I'm like, uh, um, I think that with um, the, with, I guess, athletics or just like having um, physical activity or exercise be a part of like your daily routine, I think the hardest or like the biggest fear for a lot of people mentally is like, 
am I being intentional enough with my time? And I think that, or this is my personal experience. Like when I was on post, when I was postpartum, for instance, and I couldn't exercise, like it gave me a lot of like satisfaction, joy, whatever you want to call it to like, even just like work on my pelvic floor, like to like do stretches or like engage my core and like get that strength back. So I think there's like a lot of like beauty in the fact that not only are physical therapists like helping your body heal, but they're also giving you like intentionality behind your movements. Um, That wasn't even a question. It was just like a realization that (laughs) I just. (laughs) No, I totally agree for us too. I love to use this analogy because I feel like our healthcare system is very reactive instead of being proactive, right? right? So most people have a bad taste in their mouth with physical therapy. Oh, I had a bad experience, but I think just the system that we have is not set up for the patient in mind. So people only typically would go to PT when they're already hurt. So at that point, you're already dealing with mental struggles. I am in pain. Therefore, I can't do A, B, C, D. Therefore, I'm frustrated and not able to be present with my family, right? So that list just goes on and on. So we, uh, the analogy that I love to use is that you know, a car, our body is a car, an engine, but how come we take better care of our cars and our vehicles than we do our personal engines, our bodies, Mm. right? You know, so I think we need to put in a little bit of TLC as we age and that's just like daily mobility or stretches or some kind of movement, depending on what, you know, our needs are, goes a long way you know, as we age, things may not move as well. So just knowing exactly what to do and how to get you there, having a plan and having someone guide you is so helpful. So that way you don't have that fear lingering over you trying to decide, oh, I really want to do this mud run this weekend. Oh, well, I might get hurt, right? Like how limiting and frustrating is that to feel like you make your choices based out of fear. So we kind of want to break that mold and allow you to be able to do whatever you want to do without having that fear lingering over you, selecting that choice of activity that you really want to do, but your fear is holding you back. Yeah. I mean, and that's like true for everything. Like the thing that holds us back from anything in life that is good for us or hard for us or challenging, or, um, I guess, life-changing for us, it's always held back by some sort of fear. And for you, it's probably a mix, uh, or for your clients and for you, it's probably a mix of, you know, physical fears and also like mental fears. Um, so my second question from before was you were saying a lot during your, um, history with athletics that you're competitive, which I am too. Um, (laughs) I can relate. Um, even like if it's like a card game, like I get competitive and like in my head. So (laughs) so I can totally relate to that. Um, but I think that, I think that it's like twofold. Like I think being competitive, like it does teach you a lot. It's a, it can be like such a pro for your life because it can, teach you about discipline and commitment and, um, consistency and all those things that are innately very hard for people who aren't competitive or aren't like maybe that driven to do something physically, but then also it can be like a huge, uh, negative in your life because it causes comparison. It causes disappointment. You're often, you often don't feel good enough. Um, or like you're not measuring up in somehow, how has like your 
competitive nature affected your, affected, I guess your person, not your personal life and like your relationship or anything like that, but like, how has it affected you personally outside of just sports? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I was going to go off of a little, I will circle back to that. So what you were saying is being competitive. I feel like as we age, it's harder to feel motivated to stay active because you don't have your next game around the corner. You don't have your next event around the corner. So it's harder to stay consistent in terms of that. So I think that's why it's harder for people to stay motivated and disciplined to want to move. Uh, but for me personally, I feel like I, so one year after I graduated PT school, I did a Spartan race, which led me to a stupid injury, which required shoulder surgery and me being forced out of work for almost a very long time. So for me professionally, as a new grad PT, trying to rehab my shoulder, that really humbled me so much. So as detrimental as it was to me, like you were saying, mental health wise, like I, now I can't work, you know, our wedding is, you know, six months away. What am I supposed to do with my time? I'm a busybody. So I feel like that particular situation really humbled me and allowed me to be a better practitioner because I can relate firsthand on the mental health struggles of dealing with an injury or just being in pain, right? To the average person that didn't necessarily sustain an injury uh, as to that level. So I feel like going through the motions as a patient first really humbled me as a professional as well and also allowed me to be more sympathetic and empathetic towards my clients to help, you know, rehab the client through the continuum of an injury and then just awareness to eliminate that fear along that path. Yeah, no, I think empathy is huge. I mean, anytime we can connect with anyone, like any person on something like, oh, I've been through that or, oh, I can, I can see how you would feel this way. I felt this way in that situation. Like, all anyone wants at the end of the day or desires is like really to be seen and known. And so like for you to have that personal experience, especially in that season of your life, um, to be able to sit down with clients right now and be like, I actually know what you're going through and like, it sucks. And here's like how I worked through it. Here's what I wish I did. Here's what I didn't do. Here's what I did do. Um, yeah, I think empathy is huge especially oh, in sure. your line of work, especially in your line of work. I think too, the uh, value of empathy and just listening is active listening is so important. So many times I hear clients coming to our business and saying, I feel like the doctors don't even listen to me. Yeah. I feel like they don't even hear me. So, you know, it's very upsetting as a person and also a professional too, to hear those stories again and again and again. So we're trying to be much more supportive and have active listening and, you know, have the client included in the goal making because 
just because, you know, what you want may not be what my next client wants. So of course we have to individualize it because we all are different people, all have different needs and all are at different seasons of life. So we have to meet you where you're at. And so that is easier to meet you where you are to bridge the gap of where you're at now to where you want to be at, you know, for wherever you want to be competing, just moving better, you know, whatever that goal is. Yeah. I mean, and I think also like as hard as it is to have, to have a small business, (laughs) it's also very rewarding in that sense, because not people aren't just a number to you. Like they're people, like you have the time to really like invest in each client. Sometimes I find myself like comparing my studio to other studios in town where, you know, maybe their numbers are bigger or their memberships are, um, more expensive or bougier or whatnot, or they have this in their, this facility. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like I always come back to like, I really know my clients. Like I really know them. I have a relationship with them. If I wanted to go grab drinks with them, I would feel comfortable doing that. Or if, if they like, were going through a really tough time in life, like I really feel like they would reach out to me. And there's like, obviously patient client, like confidentiality and just like, right professionalism in that but there is something really beautiful about a small business because you don't become just a number I mean I even remember like when I had my miscarriage the doctor or sorry when I had my third pregnancy the doctor didn't even read my chart to see that I had two miscarriages before that so like when I was crying in the office scared about my first appointment she she even said the words like why are you crying you're pregnant And I was like, did, do you even know my history? And like, that's just like, a like a person, like a close story to me, but like, those are stories that you often hear with like the medical field. So it's cool that you're kind of rewriting that narrative, um, for your clients and giving them like a place to feel like, Hey, my case matters. Absolutely. And I would say that was the biggest driving factor behind why we, Sean and I wanted to build this business because time again and again and again, I think the system, like I mentioned before, is just not designed with the patient in mind. So our goal, the definition of paradigm is a typical example of something. So we want to strive for it to be the gold standard of what physical therapy care is. We want people to be excited about hearing physical therapy instead of having the bad taste in their mouth. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be when you're already hurt at that point, then you seek us out. We are all about prevention, identifying issues before they become an issue, right? Because I like to use the scenario of like a triangle or a rotary. You have improper mechanics where that starts as, let's say you're a runner and you start running, but you are running on shoes that are seven, eight years old. And so that's going to cause other adaptations from your feet all the way up to your hips. So you have an accumulation of those over weeks, months to sometimes years, which then lead to your incidences. Your incidences are your tweaks and your twinges, where that's your body whispering to you, something is wrong. But as soon as you stop doing that particular activity, uh, for the example, running, then uh, when I'm not running, I don't feel any pain. You have an accumulation of those, which leads to the full-blown injury. Of course, there are circumstances where injuries are traumatic, but a lot of the time it does not happen overnight. So, you know, PTs, we spend a lot of time with our clients. So we really get down to know them to a personal level. So like you're saying, we believe that our clients are our family. And so we're trying to build a community of people that are not only 
passionate about taking care of their health, but they're committed to keeping and maintaining that. And so, you know, of course, different seasons of life are going to come up with different things, but also, you know, how's your sleeping? Are you sleeping? Are you hydrating? Let's talk about your nutrition, right? These are all very important puzzle pieces that are so quickly overlooked that we're only missing the mark if I'm only asking you about your physical body. So I think we're trying to do the whole big you know, puzzle piece, identify every last little thing, you know, and then just hoping that everyone that we work with feel like they can do the same, reach out to us. They're our family to us. And so important that you're not just another number. So, yeah, that's huge. I I mean, it all goes back that, that really just goes back to like your body being an engine and just like learning to listen to that, listen and nurture that engine, like take care of it. I think a lot of times when people say like, just listen to your body. You're like, what does that mean? (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know what that means, but it really, like, if you do take time to like pause and like hear what your body's telling you, like it's whispering a lot at you during the day, whether you're exhausted or whether that tweak comes up when you run at this pace or whether your, you know, hip starts to hurting because of your shoes, like it'll tell you, but oftentimes we are just like so busy ignoring it that, um, we don't take the time to like actually pause and be like, Hmm, maybe I should like respond. (laughs) 100%. And I think, again, it's also one of those things that we're taught to just be proud and just keep it to yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh, my ankle hurts a little bit when I'm walking, but whatever, no big deal. Or, oh, I was in a car accident 10 years ago and I really hurt my neck. And now this is just the way that I have to live, right? It doesn't have to be that way. And so, I feel like a little goes a long way and just being truly present and actually listening, you know, to what the client is telling you, it tells you just about everything that you need to know. And then just working on, you know, what is priority and then going through makes such a big difference. Like it's not rocket science, but for some reason it seems to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is really hard what you do. (laughs) So uh, I would, I would call it major rocket science in my eyes. Um, okay. Well, I, um, have four questions that I ask every single guest. So I want to make sure that we get to those before my cheap zoom account runs out. Um, (laughs) but, um, my first question is what is something that you really, or actually that's my second, what is something that you're obsessed with right now? Maybe like a food, a product, a TV show, podcast, something that you are just loving right now. So a hidden passion of mine, I suppose, not really hidden because I have it on our website, is that I have a WSET level one award in wines, which is basically uh, you go, you do six weeks of online course education, and then you take a test at the end. And it is not anywhere remotely near sommelier level at all. But of course, it's super fun. So I love to learn about wine and share it with people because wine is very complex And actually that's kind of a super hidden meeting behind our business name, Paradigm Performance Therapy. Uh, Last year, right when we were deciding to um, open up our business, we went to Napa Valley and we went to a winery called Paradigm. And so the they had won a winemaker of the year, I think two years in a row, something like that. So that really inspired us. I wanted to have a hidden meeting. So I would say to answer your question, I love educating and sharing the experience of wine or even just like, you know, Oh, Hey, Colleen, I need a recommendation on this. Right. I could tell what kind of wine you like based on how you drink your coffee. So that's super fun. 
Um, I'm very passionate about wine as well. Although I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I drink it a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm here for you. If you need a recommendation or guidance on what you need, I'm here. I, I love it. I might be texting you and asking you, Oh, speaking of text, I need to turn my text off. Um, okay. Second question is what is something that you're really looking forward to in the rest of 2022? Something I'm looking forward to for the rest of 2022 um, October will be our one year of Aww. being in business, October 11th. So I'm super excited about that. I would say just in continued getting out in the community and just trying to make a difference in someone's life, whether that be just giving verbal education or actually seeing them here in our office, getting someone out of pain is such a wonderful experience. And I love sharing in that with our clients because then that makes a difference in their lives. Yeah. So Yay. That's exciting. It's an exciting little anniversary. I'm turning off the notifications for this group text. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. No worries. I, for some reason, it sometimes comes up on my computer and sometimes it doesn't. So I don't know why it's doing that. Um, okay. So my third question is, um, what is something that you really love about yourself? What is something that I love about myself? I am a very resilient person. I feel like I've been through a lot of adversity in my life, different times. Uh, I lost my father when I was 15 and then going through college and then getting married, of course, all great things. And then undergoing infertility treatments with Sean for a few years, which was so mentally and physically exhausting and going through that whole situation. I feel like really propelled us to be in a wonderful situation, to be able to be business owners together and really enjoy what we do even more together. Cause that was something that I never thought was possible for us. I never wanted to open a business, which now I feel like this was my calling that I never knew was possible. So I think for me, I love the ability to be resilient regardless of the adversity that's thrown my way. Yeah. And also what a great trait for you to have as a physical therapist, like resilience in order to like instill that in your clients too. Like you can get through this, you can overcome this. Um, like let's step to the challenge together kind of thing. That's really cool that you have that characteristic in your line of work. I appreciate that. I feel like it is very easy to be empathetic and uh, understanding in my line of work, but just as a human, that's just how I am normally. So I feel like bringing on, I didn't think of the resilience uh, in regards to my job, but I think that is actually a good bridge to being able to adapt with our clients and help them be able to do the same. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, last question is if you could leave our listeners with um, one little like post-it note of truth to stick on their mirror today, what would that be? Ooh, good one. I would say since we're talking, um, I would love to have people feel like they don't need to live in pain. And even if it's just a little ache or twinge or whatever that is, you don't have to live that way. And this is yeah. not how it's going to be forever, right? Yeah. You have resources, use them. And we want to be there for you, even if it's not necessarily in the clinic. Like I said, of course, we would love to try and help as many clients as we can, but we want to be a support to build our community of people that are passionate. So 
Yeah. You do not have to be in pain. And if, no. you, are, if you are in pain or if your body is like whispering little somethings to you and you want to be proactive, please go visit Dr. Colleen Rollo and her husband over at Paradigm Performance here in Wilmington. If you're not in Wilmington, I'm sure she, if you can ask her a DM or something, send her a question. Um, but thank you so, so much for joining me today, what's the best place for my listeners to connect with you if they want to follow more about what you're doing? Thank you so much for having me. This has been such an honor for me and I'm so grateful. Uh, so we are on Instagram, Facebook, and, or you could email us. Cool. Awesome. And I will link all that in the show notes so that y'all can easily click that, but thank you, Colleen, for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for what you do and how you've helped shaped our community too. So oh. that makes a big difference. So just trying to follow your lead here. Oh, stop. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, listeners, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.